And welcome back to episode eight of Matter of Facts. I am your co-host, Alec Cranston of Cushman and Wakefield, here with my esteemed co-host, James Collins, also of Cushman and Wakefield. We are delighted to be back for our eighth episode. Time is flying by, eh? Isn't it? We'll be having the 12-month Matter of Fact's birthday before we know it. Oh, yeah. I can't I, wait. That's got to be a big episode. How are we going to celebrate? That's got to be a big one. That's Sky be a big writing, one. banners off off the McDonald Bridge. We'll figure it out. The it's one that you painted or did you paint the McKay? I forget your No, I did the McDonald's, but this McDonald's. Is, it's going to be big budget. I think <laughs> we'll, we'll spend at least $15 on the one-year birthday. Oh, no problem at all. No, that's, and that's just for the Timmy's Donuts and a few coffees. Exactly. Very good. No, we're very excited. Today's episode, we have our regular segment, Insane as the Crane. We're going to talk about something that everyone was talking about for, for about a week there, and I'm sure you can all relate. And then we have a guest with us today, Jonathan Lander, the redhead realtor, to talk to us about the current real estate market uh, from a residential perspective, kind of how things are going for him and what he's seeing out there, any trends. And uh, we'll talk a bit about, about his branding as well. And then we have our new kids on the block, which isn't so much new kids, but a current kid out there with a an new adolescent kid. Adolescent kid, perfect. With new location, they're a great spot. We'll get some more. We'll get more on that later. And in the Reddit roundup, uh, we did. I did plant a post for the Reddit roundup. It got a little bit of action, decent amount of action. Um, and I got a couple other Reddit uh, posts I found as well. I like to like to talk about. And then uh, then we'll wrap things up for the. Uh, I think this would technically be the second last episode of 2022. It w- it would. We're getting very seasonal now. You mm. know, Remembrance Day happens and all the stores go. Okay, it's now acceptable to fill the shelves with sparkly, overpriced Christmas oh. things. Uh, the next episode, we're just going to put a little teaser out there for the next episode. Well, how, how do we introduce this one? We just want to keep you in, uh, engaged. We are going to be bringing on wives and girlfriends. Yes, we're going to come into the studio pretty late after a couple of adult drinks mm, cocktails and see what happens i'm looking forward to that it's a different kind of vibe i mean for that episode i'm looking forward to doing an episode in the dark we already are it's dark right now but i'm excited for that uh i know jenna's on board already i think it's going to be a good time oh jen's and on board just put up with a boring episode this month and we'll get to the fun stuff exactly next. and you know what maybe after the podcast uh, next one things might continue on afterwards who knows it might be a full night affair we shall see. And there might be a little little, little, little doggo involved as well. A little, little, oh, a little Tucker, my little, little dog. He's going to come here. We'll bring oh, yeah. him on. He'll He's come. Good. Yeah. Uh, he, he won't need a microphone. No, he doesn't need a mic? Okay, we'll have him in the middle of the table, though. He, can just he just needs there. a lap. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, well, let's, let's jump right into it, uh, James, and the insane as the crane. Insane as the crane. Insane as the crane. Insane as the crane. Insane like the crane. Insane is the crane. All right, here we go. The eighth insane thing that we have featured on this podcast. (laughs) Um, So this is talking about the... Well, we lost Theodore 2 last year, unfortunately. But we did have a new addition to... Isn't it bad? I was just thinking the other day how we should have got together and pulled our money and bought bought Theodore and started an Airbnb. There was a there was a push for like uh I think there was I saw on Twitter pushes for like Nathan McKinnon or like Brad Marchand or Sidney Crosby to buy uh Theodore T- Theodore 2 because that would have been uh, they probably had that money in their pocket that they could have bought it. But uh no one no one bit. Anyways, uh enough about Theodore 2. I'm going well, to I'll get emotional always, if we talk about Theodore me 2. Me too. And th- there is always the benefit to a little tug and I think we should have invested in Theodore. But I completely agree. So this month, we are talking about the USS Gerald Ford, which rolled on into the Halifax Harbor at the end of October. It's it's touted as the U.S. Navy's newest and most advanced aircraft carrier. 
And it came here as part of its maiden deployment. Uh, it's huge. This thing's 100,000 tons. It's considered the world's largest aircraft carrier. And uh, it was taking part in some naval exercises with a number of NATO allies, including Canada, Spain, Denmark, Netherlands, and Germany. NATO is on everybody's mind right now with some unfortunate mm-hmm. geopolitical events yep. taking place. So while here, it came on into the harbor. It took part in some scheduled events. Um, I must say, the sailors on board took part in scheduled events, ah, not the aircraft carrier itself. Carry it off, no. The sailors volunteered at a thrift store, not the aircraft carrier because it wouldn't have fitted into the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, they volunteered at a food bank, an animal shelter, Habitat for Humanity. There was also a reception for some Halifax community leaders and foreign dignitaries. So cool. um, did you go and take a look at it? I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't. And I told myself... No, did I? Oh, you didn't either? Wow. Look at us. I thought I was the only one. I saw... It was riddled on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It was everywhere. And every day it got posted, I was like, oh, it must be gone by now. Every time I saw it, I was like, oh, I must have missed it. I must have missed it. And the next day would come, and there was another post about it. I was like, oh, it's still there. I guess I can go see it. And then day by day went by until eventually it left. And I never did go see it. I saw enough photos and videos. But uh, actually, I think I I, I do sort of regret not seeing it because I guess it was quite the spectacle to see it comparable to the island and how how it shaped up it was pretty cool it was just it's just i always love when something like that comes to people lost their shit they lost their minds man it was like it was everywhere it was like such a big deal and then the news guys were tweeting about it every single day as if it it the posts i saw on social media were as if it like had just got there each day like it was as if no one had seen it yet but it was very cool it was cool seeing all all the fighter jets and uh, on there in the photos i wish i would have came down and saw it that's my regret is not seeing it in person but i do think it's really cool when something like that comes to halifax and no, no, it also shows, you know, our what's the word I'm looking for? As a port, as a as a port type city, as a as a city that can prevalence and revelation. Prevalence, prevalence, something like that that can handle something like that. That, that that's that's pretty cool. And that so I found that very interesting. I saw some funny posts on Reddit and Twitter saying, like, of course the skeptics and the 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 conspiracy theorists that thinking like, oh, that's this is here for a reason. They're laying underground cables. Yep, something's happening. Like we are about to be. Well, I saw one person uh, post on Twitter. We're we're going to be under attack. They're just not telling but, us. But 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 I would if I was going to be under attack, I'd want it when the world's biggest aircraft carrier oh, was yes. in the port. That, that, you know it's what? like an ambulance. I once said to my mother, I saw an ambulance screen past me as a kid, and I said, isn't it sad that somebody right now needs an ambulance? And my mother said, no, isn't it great that someone's getting wonderful care? That's true. It's right? a good way of thinking. Of, it's a, it's a positive way of thinking about a negative situation. So like they probably if, died though. Yeah, most likely. Maybe that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but if we, you know, it, it, I lost my train of thought from that one. Sorry, it's all good. But you know, you're right. If we're under attack, it's, it's just it's nice to know. If uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I did not think that. Um, like it's either me running down to the Bedford Basin with a shovel, or it's the world's sh- biggest aircraft carrier. I trust in, that in, in in the harbor. Uh, the I heard you're pretty good with a shovel. Oh, pretty good at shoving. I, I think very good with a shovel. Yeah, in more ways than one. I've heard um, either the, the end untold of the story of the USS Gerald Ford is the thousands of sailors who arrived in Halifax and fired up their Tinder profiles with their location-specific geo-targeting. So you saw them on there? Oh, that's a burn. No, I saw them on Bumble. Um, (laughs) Actually, I I think Bumble's just women, right? No, you women has to woman the woman has to message first. Okay, so that, that proves I don't have either. Yeah. Um, but um, Sorry, apparently, Jen. all the all the sailors came onto shore, fired up Tinder, and everybody's Tinder profiles in HRM went. There's like two and a half thousand new people. Mm-hmm. So a night of 
activity. Wow. Interesting. Very cool. Do you want to hear some facts I found about the uh, USS Gerald Ford? Yes, please. Please. Okay. The carrier has a complement, which is seamen speak for how many people are on it. Uh, the carrier has a complement of 4,500 sailors and 75 aircraft. So it, lots of seamen. Yes, tons. It costs $13.3 billion to build. Really? To Elon Musk, a couple of bucks. Exactly. She was formally commissioned by President Donald Trump on 22nd of July, 2017. Now, rumor has it the U.S. Navy will soon be announcing the commissioning of the USS Donald Trump. (laughs) This is a joke I wrote. (laughs) I'm just going to preface this because it's utter shit. Um, The Navy will soon be announcing the commissioning of the USS Donald Trump, which will be painted orange, will contain a vault with six-foot-thick concrete to hide his tax returns, and will have a foghorn that sounds like a crying baby. Wow. Wow, very good. And the the wig, and the floating wig. They just... Putting thousands of tons of straw. Yes, hay, straw, whatever it takes. Uh, Next fact is the USS Gerald Ford is equipped with two nuclear reactors and its own electrical generating plant. Oh, wow. And the final fact is Alec Cranston took one look at it and thought it was the blue nose. That's... (laughs) (laughs) I got to admit, I thought it was the tall ship Silva or the Harbor Queen, one of the two. No, that's a that's a that's a that's a good insane as the current. I like that one. Everyone knows uh, has seen the ship. Uh, a lot of semen on board, though. Wow, that's that's incredible. A lot too much, wow. too much. Um, and I heard from the U.S. Navy that they weren't bringing it into Halifax until they heard about this podcast. Yeah, that's what I heard too. They said that's crazy. If if we bring it in, maybe maybe they'll feature. They might us talk on about it. us. They're going to talk about us once we're long gone, but they will talk about us. So. Um, I, I think Dylan, who is not here today, we don't know why. Uh, he's it's just basic slacking off. Probably, I don't know, three-hour photo shoot or something. But he, he's gone, so I don't know where he could be. But he might do some... I, I, I see some uh, some artwork in our future involving that ship. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he drums up there. Because he's a, he's a wizard with Adobe, Adobe Illustrator. He's good. Yeah. He's pretty, we, we miss Dylan. I feel, Dylan's so I feel a void in the podcast today. In the, little, in the corner over there. Yeah. That's, sits, a, that's his chair. We left it open. Uh, for no him. one can see this at home, but there is a this studio. It has a naughty stool in the corner, uh, yeah. where the where the bad boy sits, and that's typically Dylan. <laughs> James has one at home. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> while Dylan's not here because it's dark and he can't see the butterflies out of the window. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan, you're not here to defend yourself. It's okay. Isn't though. it better when people can't defend themselves? It's great because you can just keep going. You well, people always going. say, "Don't talk about them that way. They're not here to defend themselves." I'm like. The whole reason I want to do it. Yeah, it's like they, they could have been here. They could have chose to be here. They chose not to be. So we can I roast agree. them. We can roast them. Um, anyways, Insane is the Crane, the SS Gerald. What was it? No. The SS? Well, it's not a hundred-year-old steamship. Um, it was like, <laughs> it is the USS Gerald Ford. <laughs> the US Gerald Ford. Um, anyway, that's a good one. That was a great one, James. That was uh, your idea, actually. That was great. My I, I, my insane as the crane idea was not nearly as good. Mine what was, was it? It was talking about uh, these these two women went to the, a local pub, um, $395 bill in the span of only a few hours, I think, and then just up and left. Like, that's bad, first of all. Pretty good pictures of them, though. Yeah, they got them right on the CCTV, right? But $395. And this is a bar. I won't name the bar. I don't want to do any of that. This is a bar that Let's just say every day, every hour is happy hour. I don't even know why they advertise it as we have happy hour because it's always on deals. So happy days, Sunday, happy Monday, day. happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days, Thursday, Friday, happy days, Saturday. What a day spending all week with you. Isn't that the lyrics? Do you remember that? My mother used to, she was. My mom will get that, not me. 
I think. Oh, okay. Whatever you just did there. I don't you don't know. remember Happy Days? Never watched that. Is that a show? No, my mom will get that, and she's going to make fun of me for Alec, understanding Alec, you're it. missing out. I know. Next time. Have you heard uh, of the Backstreet Boys? Oh, my gosh, yes. First concert oh, I ever went to. Oh, actually, the Backstreet back Boys. Backstreet's back. All right. Yes. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, Aaron Carter. Oh, yes. Rest in peace. Yeah, I love the Backstreet Boys. Went to their concert. I am a huge fan. Oh, so you, hang on. You did go to the concert? Yes. Toronto? Uh, no, Halifax. They were here. When? Oh, a long time ago. Oh, I don't know. I would have been in elementary school. Oh, so you're talking about original Backstreet Boys, not these reunion tours. No, like I was OG Backstreet Boys. Huge wow. fan. Wow. I still listen to some of their I have a playlist, uh, Best of Backstreet. Do not do not be ashamed. My entire playlist is late 90s pop. Oh, that's um, no problem. British bands like S Club 7, not very famous over here. These people, they, no. it is gym music. It is amazing. Oh, yeah, when you're pumping in the gym? Oh, pumping all the time. Very good, very good. Well, that was insane as the crane. Um, up next, we have our guest. He is just in the studio now, waiting to come in. I uh, can see him. I can see him now. Coming I can in. see the red hair. Redhead realtor Jonathan Lander will be in momentarily. Stay tuned. All right, and we are here with our guest Jonathan Lander, uh, also known as the Redhead Realtor, a realtor with Remax Nova. Uh, Jonathan, welcome onto the podcast. Uh, we're going to have a good conversation just about the, the market in general, where things are going, where it's been, uh, what it's like out there for buyers and sellers and agents alike. I mean, James and I are uh, commercial real estate agents, so we see a bit of a different side of it, but we do get mm-hmm. tastes of the residential world. So we're looking forward to hearing it from somebody's perspective who does it uh, day in and day out. Um, I think everyone thinks they're an expert on the housing market as well. Oh, definitely. So it's one of those topics when you're at a family party or in a social setting, everyone's like, so the housing market, what, what do you think? And most people are armchair experts. So we figured <laughs> let's get straight straight from the expert yeah. and uh, we'll bring you on and, yeah, grill you a bit. I think, Alec, you, you want to kick this one off. Uh, firstly, welcome. As the sun sets over Halifax, just to let people know we're recording this early evening. And uh, previously when we've been here, we've, we've been in the right time of year that it's stayed beautifully light but i kind mm. of like the, the oh the i like romantic setting out i there. like the ambiance kind of coming down here if you can interact with a realtor mm-hmm. it's nice to have some romance i like <laughs> it i agree um but before we get going we have some uh, some cold items in front of us here of the can variety and you have something you want to say right quickly about those we're going to indulge in them but you get a yeah, little, little we're going to talk about north brewing a little later in the podcast but uh we we have got some north brewing products in front of us we've got two the uh, the pleasant disposition ipa and the staple alternate reality new mm. england ipas so we're going to crack one and have a great conversation so choose a brew gentlemen all right and because it's a podcast and our listeners need to get a feel of the ambience you are required to open them directly next to your microphone have a, a sip. Oh, alternate reality. What have we got? I've got the pleasant disposition. Oh, and you know I gotta do that first sip. Oh, we have a we have a can malfunction. Going for round two. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's got a little kick to it. Mmm. Let's go in here. Get oh, in there. Craft beer is good. Mm. Never get never get a bad beer with these guys. No. no, they're great. But we'll chat about North Brewing a little bit later on. We're going to be featuring them. Um, so let's let's talk real estate. Something Alec and I typically oh. do on the other side of the fence, not the residential side. But mm. let, let's chat residential. Oh, we love talking about. It. So I mean, I'm going to start off by just asking the typical question. Just how like, what's it like out there right now for you uh, as a residential agent? Um, with the housing market kind of fluctuating up and down, I feel like we hear different things every day. What and I guess that's a very broad question, but just like what are you kind of experiencing right now and what are some trends you're starting to see and uh, kind of outlooks going into the start of 2023 here? Mm. Yeah, I think the big thing uh, so far uh, that I've seen, especially over the past month or two with the rates going up the way they have, 
you got to manage expectations. I think that's the big thing, both on the buy and sell side. I mean, you rewind, you know, I got into real estate just over a year ago, right? So I, I can't sit here and say, you know, I, I know what it was like five years ago with, with a still market and so on and so forth. But with my experience in here, uh, I've seen that, you know, six months ago, you know, you do a good job of the listing side of it. And you're going to have, I think my first open host, I counted 42 heads through the front door. Oh. Not normal. Not really. Like it's just, yeah. And that's so it's uh, very, it was very, very competitive. I mean, rates were so low, not that money's ever free, but from a lending perspective, yeah. money was so free. And I think on, outside of that as well, a lot of people forget the lower the rate, usually the higher your pre-approval can be mm-hmm. based off of a lending perspective, at least from a residential side. Right. Um, it mimics it in the commercial world too. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so there's, exactly. other, there's other dynamics like income on the property and mm-hmm. everything else, but uh, yeah, yeah. S- similar dynamic. Right, so getting a pre-approval a year and a half ago, a year ago, was, was easy as can be Yeah. on average. Right? Yeah. Obviously there's you know external factors. So I think now what we're starting to see as rates go up, you know, unfortunately, a lot of buyers are unable to get pre-approved for an amount they'd like and or they just can't afford it, unfortunately. Um, And then outside of that, with less buyers comes less competition. Sellers still having that expectation of six months ago, Mm -hmm. you know, not in all cases, but on average, that's what I see. And so you are seeing homes sit for a little longer. Um, you are seeing those price drops. I mean, I think something really interesting to point out that, you know, was one of the biggest questions to me with all my friends asking is why are we seeing homes be listed at six and then two weeks later be listed at six fifty? Why are they going up in price? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just from my experience seeing that, I think the reason behind that was what they wanted to do was list a little bit lower to have that bidding war that we saw six months ago. But unfortunately they missed that peak. Right. There, there's not as many buyers, as many bidding wars, again, on average. Right. So what they had to do is adjust their price to more of what they were actually willing to sell their home for to kind of manage that, what they wanted to see. Yeah, that one of my questions was going to be about bidding wars and just like if that's something that was still, you were seeing a lot of bidding wars or houses be almost, be, like you just said, being price more true to what they are and is that because of also you know comparables in the area uh, houses that have sold for a, a high price in in an area uh like say multiple houses and an agent goes to uh, price up the house pending a value you know they can't lowball it so crazy you know so out of the question because mm-hmm. it's just not going to work i don't know so yeah that was i mean from somebody a perspective of somebody here who is hoping to buy a home in the next mm, six to eight months you know, I'm wondering if I'm going to be getting into a bidding war or is it more houses being priced true to what they should be going for? I think overall, you're definitely starting to see the pri- the, the home prices be listed at what they're really hoping for. Um, but outside of that, I mean, every house is different, right? I think location, you know, obviously that's all. And I'm, I'm sure you hear in commercial as well that, you know, location is huge, mm-hmm. but especially in residential <laughs> You know, there are still homes out there that are getting multiple offers. Absolutely there are. Yeah. But again, I know I use the word on average, but on average, you are seeing that there are just a lot less buyers, a lot less competition. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you are seeing homes sit there. And, you know, you're seeing, you are seeing people get offers, but they're not getting what they want. So they're just like, I'm not selling it then. Question I had for you, are sellers 
still operating as if it's 2020 because what we had then was sellers that were listing uh, for extremely high prices, getting into bidding wars, turning down offers they otherwise would have accepted because back then essentially somebody else was waiting behind them or if, if they weren't would come along soon. Uh, with interest rates rising, are sellers accepting what the market's doing and moving on or are they still trying to operate like they were a year and a half ago? I think that's what it comes down when I when I was uh, first mentioned, you know, manage expectations, you know, when I go into a listing appointment now or what have you, you know, I think one of the main things is I give them a number based off of statistics. It's not anything to do with emotions or what have you. And that's, you know, kind of veering away from that question just in regards to commercial as a residential, you know, residential, there's a lot of emotion behind a sale. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my kids grew up here. I don't want to sell it for this. I put so much work and so much time and heart commercial. It's numbers. If the numbers don't work, then it doesn't work. Yeah, and emotions in our world, Alec and I, it's down to the idiosyncrasies of the individual. Yeah. You know, we deal with clients from the complete cross-section of humanity. Some people are naturally a little more volatile, a bit more emotional, but you're right. It's never really attached to the property. It's just mm-hmm. that individual uh, has to be the smartest guy with the biggest ego in the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I guess back to your question there, it, it's, you know, I think some sellers are certainly upset that they missed, uh, they missed, you know, what we would say is the peak. Um, but I think it, it comes down to just, you know, trying to manage their expectations and letting them know what, what, it would list for based off of factors such as comparables, location, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are, you're definitely still seeing some sellers say, no, if you want this listing, you're going to list it at this price. And it's okay to walk away as Alec and I have learned. Sometimes yeah. when oh, the expectation certainly. is way off, you know, that's a relationship that will go sour. And I always tell everybody, I only work with people I can bring success to and succeed with. If I feel there's a misalignment of expectation, I'll walk away. But it's not because I don't want the business. It's just because I can't do what I want to do for that client. Mm -hmm. It's better for both parties. It is better for both parties. And what that comes down to, I think, is just trust. And that's why, you know, kind of adding a little extra factor to that. I think that's why referrals, you know, especially in the residential world, I'm sure, again, in the commercial But that's why referrals are so important is Mm -hmm. because already there is that sense of trust. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, my sister-in-law referred you, you know, already you have some sort of a connection there. Some sort of a, oh, I like your sister-in-law, so chances are I'm going to align with you. Right. Right. When you go into a complete stranger's home, not to say that you won't have a fantastic go, but there are those moments where... There's just, there's no trust, no connection. You don't know what you're walking into the second you get in that front door. Mm -hmm. And the tough thing is, we will all agree in this room, and I mean this in the most respectful way I can to to us and, and our brothers and sisters in the industry and our clients, when you work in real estate, for some reason, well, say for some reason, I know why, you are always in a position of distrust when you first meet someone. Mm-hmm. We are we, yeah. we exist in a world and in a in a profession where we have a leg down, so to speak, whenever we meet people. So I always talk about if you're pitching advertising services or something, people know you're a salesman and you're trying to sell mm-hmm. to them and you're trying to pitch. I always feel in the res, in, sorry in the real estate world that we start even lower than that, and mm-hmm. before we can start to build the typical relationship, we have to build so much more trust. Yep. And I've got. Mm-hmm. to over eight years I, you know, I've gone to so many meetings where I walk in and people go oh hey here's the greedy real estate guy yeah yeah and they want your services and they they are they are shopping around for a commercial broker but you still get treated with that real estate you mm-hmm. get tarred with a real estate brush uh, is probably the best way to put it yeah. and it, it could be tough but th- this is the great thing in our industry is that when you build that trust 
like that is a lifelong relationship. If you if you do a damn good job and do what you set out to do and you're honest, yeah. Our industry is one where clients trust you with the deepest, most intimate parts of their financials and for us, their business operations. Um, yeah. It's great. I, like, I love that. And just like you're saying with the referrals, the moment, you know, if you gain that trust from a client and all of a sudden a, another client calls you because you were referred to them mm-hmm. by that client, then you know you've gotten that level of trust. That's well, that's gonna, exactly what I mean. That's yeah. going to be hard to break. And, you know, you're, James, you're totally right. Like you step into a meeting sometimes and you feel like you have to convince them that you have their best interests yeah. at heart. They immediately think it's all we you know we just want to get paid and move on i've had i've had agents say that to me before like like oh you're a commercial agent you just want to get paid it's all you care about i'm like no i want to make sure the deal gets done right for my client and if it's not going to work then we're just going to go somewhere else i had it today someone said to me are you suggesting that landlord because they'll pay you more and i said no i'm they'll pay me an industry standard rate i'm suggesting that landlord because you'll have the best experience you can have from a halifax office yeah management and tenant satisfaction perspective so yeah because it, yeah, it, it know, benefits like, us long term if you because you know if, if you're rushed to get a deal done and whether it's a, it's a sale of a home uh, or a commercial lease if you're rushed to get a deal done then it might seem great off the hop the deal's done boom wow we got a space so quick you get paid you move on but as time goes along your clients can realize oh this isn't really probably the best option for me this was isn't working out the way i thought it was going to be but if we take our time and truly have their best interests at heart and you know think about that end goal think about their satisfaction in the long run it's going to play off so much better for their trust that they're going to have in us and then the the referrals and then the future business and i think that's something we all have to kind of realize and i think everyone in this room does and you know there's lots that need to work on that well and people will see right through that I'm good. Sorry, guys. Um, people listening, I, I just had a gas attack from the beer I was drinking. Oh, jeez. Um, a, a mouth gas attack, I must say. Oh. <laughs> I, try, I try to hide it from the mic, but no, we're good. Continue. Um, I, can I ask a question about first-time buyers? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I have not been a first-time buyer for 10 years. You can only be a first-time buyer once. At one point, I was. And we you know, we were in a very stable market. We were, we were in Ontario at the time, and money was very cheap, and we knew that we needed our 20% down payment. And mm-hmm. we spent years saving, and we knew when we got there, we would be in a position to buy. Um, am I correct in thinking that that over the last couple of years, with house prices, those guys that were planning over the next three years to save their 20% to avoid CMHC insurance are seeing the property prices boom and then find that their ability to buy a home is stifled and then they have to save for a down payment twice as big as what they were thinking unless they take the you know mm-hmm. put out five percent and swallow the insurance. Um, the, the short the short question is how did the pandemic affect first-time buyers that were in a steady plan to save for a down payment to buy a home, then finding the prices going crazy? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's no hiding it. It has been, and it's going to be a little bit tougher. I think a huge factor, though, that plays into that is the media. I think Mm -hmm. every media headline you read is a negative one, you know, because they know that's what's going to sell from a media head, head point. They want mm-hmm. their articles to sell, and they know that if they say housing prices for Nova Scotians, especially first-time home buyers, will never be achievable, well, they're wrong. I mean, in, in just one year of business, you know, I've helped a handful of first-time home buyers of all ages, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, even young people, right? It all comes down to... It all comes down to certain factors. I mean, there are some incentives. Obviously, if you can avoid the incentives, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. But there are things out there to assist, 
first time home buyer incentive in Nova Scotia. I believe it's the Nova Scotia down payment assistance program. Is that the old home buyers plan? I think so. Yeah. Going? Yeah. So yeah. You can I, draw from the RSP. And pay yeah. Back and over. there's, and there's into that. Yeah. yeah. And there's other factors. Uh, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I can't speak to everybody, but I would say a majority of first time home buyers is, is the 5%, which is certainly a lot more achievable for, for most people. I, I mean, um, but I think, yeah, I think what it comes down to is the media is is putting such a negative portrayal in people's minds where they just, they're defeated before they even talk to a financial advisor, before yeah. a, be, before they even talk to a mortgage broker or whatnot. They're just like, it's not worth it. I can't do it. I find it's hard to talk about, talk about buying a home in front of the general public. You talk to anyone in a conversation and, you know, someone says, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, where are you living? Like, yeah, but we're looking to buy a home. I mean, Jen and I are looking to buy a home next year. So we've had this conversation with many, many, many people. And it's always like, oh, you're choosing now to do it? Or like, oh, not mm-hmm. with this market. It's like, well, mm-hmm. if you're paying attention to what's going on, and, you know, yes, it's been bad, but it is getting a bit better. And if you plan the way we have, then it's going to work out. But everyone just immediately goes to that negative mindset. And you're right. I think it's because of the media. They're just like, oh, market, buying a home? Wow, you're crazy. Why would well, you ever do that? Well, I'm sorry, you go. No, you go. You're our guest. I insist no, that no. you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, I mean, on average, I keep saying on average, but overall, you know, where are they getting that negative approach because of what they're reading in the headlines? They yeah. didn't just buy a home. They didn't just get screwed up. Yeah, they weren't in the yeah. You know, know all I mean? the armchair like, experts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell people you're going to invest in something. The person who's never bought an investment mm-hmm. in their life will give you their opinion. Well, oh, yeah. and, that's, <laughs> and that's what I think it all comes back to, you know, about 10 or so when, when I talked about trust. You know, that's why it is so important. Don't work with a, with a realtor or whatnot because it's your second uncle twice removed cousin. Mm-hmm. Work with someone you trust. That way, when they give you advice, you, you have that, okay, you know, I'm glad they gave me that. Even if you're not comfortable and you don't want to go ahead with it, that's okay. But don't work with someone that you're going to say, nah, you know, Jonathan told me this, but I just, he's wrong. Again, I just don't think it. And then next thing you know, you see on Viewpoint or wherever website you check all the time that it's sold for the price that was recommended. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you don't want to go ahead with it, that's fine. But I think trust is the big thing with that. That line you said is pretty funny. I feel like I feel like as commercial agents we hear all the time, Oh, my agent told me this, but he's wrong, so uh, I'm not going to listen to well, it. Well, the other one I love is, what, what, do, you, what do you think, uh, if the property's for sale, what do you think they'll take for it? I always joke and say, they'll take full price. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. all day all, all day long. Or if they ask you and say, well, what were you, what, what's the lowest your, your client will go? Uh, what's the listing price? Uh, 600? Uh, he'll take 600. Higher would be better, but he'll take 600. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I think the other point that people need to remember is, and this applies to the residential and the commercial world, it also applies to the stock market and many other things, real estate is cyclical. So yeah. come back to Alex's point. Oh, you don't want to buy now, as the naysayers will tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do? Hold off and pay rent for another seven years till yeah, you know until exactly. interest rates are <laughs> historically low. No, mm-hmm. um, if you get a variable rate mortgage, and correct me if I'm wrong here, um, you get a variable rate mortgage now. You will tether and be bungee corded to those interest rates when they go down, mm-hmm. and at least you're building equity and not paying the landlord. So I mm-hmm. think you're always going to have people tell you not to do something, but but real estate is cyclical. Um, I, I would argue our industrial lease market isn't uh, for, for reasons I won't go into in this podcast, but um, the majority of, of real estate is mm-hmm. and you just have to. It's like it, it's you just have to get in. It's like it's like index funds, yeah. Right? You know, over time you're going to make money. Get in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the best time to buy was 10 years ago. Mm. And I mean, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And 10 years from now, when new people are doing another podcast and they're talking about all it, they're going to say, damn, you know, the best time to buy was 10 years ago. Yeah. 
right? Long-term, real estate is a long-term investment. It always has been. So I think, you know, my broker, he, he made a really good point. He said, all you, all you guys that got in over the past two years, that's great. Forget it. That's not normal. Yeah. That is not a normal market. And you ask any AG, I'm even sure with commercial, that's not supposed to happen. What just happened in the past year? Right. No, like no, that's right. that's not. And 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 that's the thing, you know. Kind of getting back to your point, where it's you know the greedy real estate agent. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. You know, they think we do because they go home. You know, a lot of people watch Selling Sunset, and they think that's what real estate is. Oh, oh man! Oh my god! No, exp- <laughs> there is no one, one right now. I like right now buying Beverly Hills. Anyway, keep going. But no one wants that market. <laughs> like you know, there was agents. You had to submit 20 offers for your clients before you got an accepted offer. No yeah. one wants that. Well, yeah. I spoke to, um, I won't name him, but I spoke to a, a very good friend who's a residential realtor uh, probably six months into the pandemic. And he's like, across my clients, I'm about 150 offers in yeah. to every accepted offer. So his clients wow. turn around and say, you're getting paid too much because the home is overpriced. But he's like, you understand, I'm, I'm, I'm 150 hours of work in yeah. to get paid. I love I love this current market right now. I mean, you know, during the pandemic, there was no negotiations for the most part. It was, here's our offer with no conditions at all. Oh, and your your roof needs to get fixed. Oh, buyers will take it. We'll we'll be, because that's just what it was. And like, yeah. tell me how that's right. You know, know, that's not. I mean, negotiating's fun. You know, I had oh, yeah. to. <laughs> I negotiated a broken tractor. With a deal, I don't know if that's okay. No, or but, not. It, but no, it's always but, something like that. Like that's but the that's, that's mattress talks on this podcast. Mattress, before, we? we've we've got some mattress stories. So you actually you beat us there. Alec and I have both done deals where they've tried to include dusty mattresses. Yeah, uh, I think you've just trumped us. Broken tractor, broken, broken tractor. tractor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Takes the cake that, on that, those. that yeah. currently holds the matter of facts podcast award for the strangest thing negotiated in a deal. <laughs> yeah, a broken tractor. Please like email it. us at halifaxpodcast at gmail.com if you can <laughs> uh, if you can beat that. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I'd love to hear that. The next Reddit post will do that. Yeah, but no, I think I think the way it's going right now, and that and that's the tricky thing. I mean, again, with the media, you're hearing that it's impossible for buyers, but I think right now, you know, and and take the pin, take the real estate out of it. Right now is a perfect time. Like you know, my my girlfriend and I were looking at getting into an investment mm-hmm. here, and over the winter is an amazing time for buyers. No yeah. one wants to buy. Like no one, you know, really wants to buy over the winter. Christmas, it's cold. Yeah, take advantage of that less competition yeah. yet again right the less competition the better yeah that's good to know no this is this is super useful now you're you're a guy that likes the branding so are alec and i yeah, yeah. yeah and you have to differentiate yourself um where can people find you uh, we want to flood you with leads yeah yeah no we want to make we yeah, want to yeah. make you the most popular real estate yeah, guy yeah. in the city which i'm sure you will be already and let me just say i'm not trying to sound like an old guy here but um I'm sat with two people who I have 10 years on mm. um, who've only been in their industries for for uh, under two under two years. Mm. I like been in t- no, no, two, you, two can, years. you can big dog us. Yeah, under two years. Two years. It yes, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an old guy by any means. I'm very young, but I'm a little older than you guys. That um, And this isn't condescending. This is me genuinely saying it is so great and refreshing to look at the pool of young professionals in this city and guys that clearly are legit, clearly... Uh, have the goods and, and know what they're talking about. So I think that's great because I when, when I started in this industry, I used to show up to things where my age worked against me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the pedigree of young real estate professionals in this city is is mind blowing. 
So I haven't really good on you guys. I'm trying to think of age is never. It's it's kind of cool. I, I I think when I first started, I had people. When I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, where do I start? How do I do? It? Some people said, you know, tell them you're new to the industry. Tell them you're new and you have fake a, it till you make it. But they said, tell them you have lots of time on your hands because you're new and you're young. And I was like, I part of me was like, I don't think I should tell people that. I said I should just go do business as if I've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever mentioned my, you know how long I've been doing and someone asks yes but I, like, I don't bring it up or I don't say I'm super young yeah I wouldn't bring it up I, I just don't bring it up someone, I mean if someone asks I'm like yeah I've been doing this and then usually it's like oh really like if, if you're doing a good job that's when you hope you do a really good job they're like how long have you been doing this you're like well actually under two years and they're like damn if you're doing a good job so I never say anything about that I just let it roll and yep. it's, it's I very yeah, actually it's funny as long as you do a good job you very rarely get questioned well and that's why I think exactly. it's so that's why I think it's so important to you know I know some do and some don't but get those testimonials yeah get those you know again I'm sure it's a little different in commercial but with residential get get proof that you did a good job because even if people don't say it they look at you and they're they're oh he's young yeah you know what does he know right and stuff yeah. like that and I think it's just so important to, with every deal, doesn't matter, do a great job. Mm-hmm. That way, when your referrals come in, they already, again, there's that trust, but there's that, you got the referral for a reason. Yeah. They're not going to care about your age. They're going to be yeah. like, oh, he did such an amazing job. I don't care. He's 25. Yeah. You know, age, it, and you know what? I think with young agents too, like ourselves and, and, other young agents, uh, you know, it's... Um, Not you, James, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> you had a little silence there. He was like, oh. <laughs> he didn't know what to say. <laughs> All I will say is I haven't hit 40 yet. No, I'm yeah. not far away. But no, I'm, no, I'm, 50, no, no, I'm 15 years from 40. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I think it's just people see through it. So, so long as you stay true to yourself mm-hmm. and, and do a good job, people will see that. So the branding you have, Redhead Realtor. You have, you're on Instagram, you're on LinkedIn, you're on all the platforms. Everything. Plug yourself. Go yeah. for it. We yeah, can open yeah, the mics. Yeah. You no, can do no, whatever you want. No. It's it's uh, it's twenty dollars <laughs> twenty dollars yeah, yeah. a minute. How do you find the reception of that? Is the redhead realtor that just overall it's engagement funny. and stuff it's, like that? Uh, it's funny because you know when I call other agents on deals or whatnot, I say, hey, it's John Lander with Remax, trying to be a little bit professional yeah, with yeah. that first and last name. Oh, okay, yeah, awesome. I didn't know you were like. Oh, have you ever heard of the redhead realtor? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I say, well, hi, and they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw your your uh, you drive a Bronco. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. it whipping around down Spring yeah, Road. Yeah, redhead realtor the real, on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, have you have you branded the car? Yeah, yeah. It's subtle. It's subtle, <laughs> but it's there with a little flame. Yeah. I, bra- I, 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 I branded mine as well. It says Acura on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just uh, I don't know when I when I started the brand, I said. If you're not going 100%, someone else is, and your brand will suck. Mm-hmm. This whole podcast exists. I'm going to tell a little secret on air now. There's many secrets I can't tell people. This podcast exists purely because we figured a competitor would do something at some point. Yeah, yeah. we want to be the first American 100%. To and it. I call it sticking the American flag in the moon. You haven't got to do it perfectly. It's like the old MVP of the tech world, the minimum viable product. You just sh- create it, ship it, and then whoever does it after you, well, they look like they've yeah. Well, and that's exactly it, right? I think... You know, it's it especially the reason I came up with this brand. <laughs> well, truth be told, it was it was a late night. You even dyed your hair for it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but um, you know, my partner, uh, my partner's father and I, uh, we were having a couple pops one night, oh, okay. and you know, very fortunately, kind of with what you said about who you take your advice from. You know, he's a vi- he owned an insurance company up in New Brunswick with his with his brother or whatnot. So. 
good advice, right? Great business mm-hmm. advice. And he said, you know, in an oversaturated job field, which it is, there's a lot of realtors. Mm-hmm. Barrier to entry is low, right? Yeah. I mean, for us yes. too. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I always say the, the barrier to entry is, is a brain cell on a real estate license. Yeah. 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 So he said, if you're going to do this, do something different. Do something unique mm-hmm. because you need to stand out. I always say to people, I need to be a different fish in the pond, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's weird. But if you go to a pet store, you see a th- 100 goldfish. Why are you picking one of them, mm-hmm. right? You got to just do something different. Yeah. So anyway, we know came up with this, and I always reference the movie. Um, you ever watch Focus with Will, Will Smith? Smith? I told I, you about yeah, this. Yeah, you I told think, me this story, yeah. So I do th- not watch movies, unfortunately. Well, no. you're too busy working. Busy. That's no, what happens no, when no, you get no, close no, to 40. I can't, f- <laughs> I can't focus, and I have very little imagination. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so the Will Smith movie. They're up in a skybox and they're, you know, they're hustling. That's what it's called. Slapping Chris Rock. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, yeah. So he said, pick a number on the football field and I'll guess it. So he's scanning the field and he said, he picks a number and he goes 55. And he's like, how the, how the hell do you do that? Right? Football, there's a lot of people. So he said that whole day I had that number implemented everywhere around you. Sweet 55, taxi 55, your bill was $55.55. Obviously, it's a movie. So, mm-hmm. but I just said to myself, I said, how am I going to do that with my local real estate market? So, when I came up with that brand, I said, I need to throw that brand everywhere the color red, the brand name, and that flame emoji just everywhere. That way, when someone's like, oh, I want to buy a house, they don't even think about it. They subconsciously think realtor and then they put redhead in front of it. Yeah. So, that's the approach. And the alliteration, I mean, everything about the brand works, in my opinion. Yeah. I've got a marketing background, and and um, your your brand just makes logical sense. And, and I would, having looked at your branding, have said you spent a lot of money working with a branding company. But if, you, if you've done that yourself, then yeah, kudos. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, fortunately. Kudos. So there's a lot of moments where, you know, your my poor girlfriend's like, should I post this? What do you think of this? Like, <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I just, you know what? I think it's it's working in a sense because I just have fun with it, mm-hmm. right? Well, the other thing you should do, you should consider going on a podcast sometime. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I know this guy, I, Al, I know this guy, Alec, who does one, he's shifty. Yeah. Hey, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure. Yeah. This is, I think we we have, um, you know, Alec and I exist in the in the world of real estate and we talk about existing in the world of real estate, but the commercial side is, is quite, quite tight and quite small and quite narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody always asks us about the residential world and I have to say, I don't really know because I do, but I don't want to profess as being an expert because yeah, yeah. I don't live in that world. So this has been very helpful. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, it's jonathanlander.redheadrealtor. Any sort of social media, uh, my number, <laughs> Google John. You can give us your number. Yeah, 902. All the ladies are going to text you. 6078. Yeah, I like the way you said that. That was good. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, literally, if you go on any social media and you type in Redhead Realtor, I should pop up. If I don't, I got work to do. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, thank you for yeah, taking the awesome. time. Yeah, to come no, on appreciate you guys having me, uh, having me out. Yeah, we'll definitely get you on again. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, cheers, boys. Cheers, good everyone. Cheers. Let's cheers. have an audible clink. Audible clink. That was tough. All right. Thanks for coming on, Jonathan, and uh, best of luck in this market. Thanks.
Well, that was a great interview, James. I don't that know. That went very you, quickly, didn't it? It was very good. That was a quick interview. It was very good. Um, a lot of good insight there and just an overall good guy to chat with. Interesting here with the brand and kind of how things are going right now. And uh, once again, Jonathan Landon, a redhead realtor for all your residential real estate needs. Not commercial, though. Call me and James. Yes, please. Please do not call him for commercial stuff. Please call stuff. us. Please, please. <laughs> please call please. us. <laughs> please. All right. Uh, next up, I'm going to get James, you to introduce this one, the new kids on the block, because uh, you you know them. And uh, yeah, I'll let you do this one. So new kids on the block coming at you. Step step. Ooh, baby. Talking of boy bands. Do you clarify for everybody listening that all of the high-pitched stuff you're hearing is Alec mm. every time. I can do it. Um, Not that tune that we're listening to. It's it's me. You've got a good voice. I, really? can, can you sing? Somewhere over, over the, the rainbow. rainbow. A little bit That's how you find out how, Sinatra, how much yeah. your steak and kidney pie weighs. Ah. Somewhere over the rainbow, weigh a pie. Weigh a pie. I like that. I like that. Way the pie, right? It's beginning to look a lot like <laughs> Christmas. Can you, you know what he's saying in a Middle Eastern <laughs> accent? <laughs> Actually, we so so just so people, uh, Alec, what impro- we we were doing accents in the office a couple of months ago. Yeah. Did you try to do Scottish? And we said it was Jamaican. Jamaican. That yeah. was the one. Do your Scottish accent. Uh, I do a Scottish accent, and I <laughs> I cannot do a Scottish accent. Everyone can do South African. As a Brit, South African is very easy accent to do. Oh, I can do like Wakanda. I can do like Wakanda. I can't do so that. I can do like a Wakanda accent. You ever see Black Panther? Let's do it. This is the Matter Effects podcast. We are in Halifax, Nova Scotia, not Wakanda anymore. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Just big Marvel fan, right? So, can you do a Nova Scotia accent? Uh, I, you know what? I can't because I just like that's just me talking, right? It's like the cold contents of my voicemail. Here, bud, did you try and pass this building hey, here? And this I'm- is James Collins. You're, you missed me. I'm a real estate person. If you need something to help with real estate, give me a call back. I'm sure I can help you out with something like that. But, uh, you know, it's got, you know, industrial's my, my thing. But, you know, call me for anything. <laughs> that sounds like the South Park character they never cast. <laughs> you know, no, that actually sounds like, never mind. I like it. Uh, we're talking new kids. Oh, we're not talking a new kid on the block this time. We're talking a, a kid celebrating its 10th birthday. But mm-hmm. um, with Jonathan Lander there, we we opened up some North Brewing brews. Uh, and we are talking this month about North Brewing. It's finally opened up its tap room and kitchen yeah. at 501 Timberley Village Parkway. Now, I know these guys very well. I've known them for quite a few years. They're absolutely wonderful. And um, they have been operating a retail store out of the new Timberley location since, I I believe, about a year ago. Uh, They've been slowly building out the tap room, and that is now open. And you can expect 60 seats. You'd only want to sit in one of them at a time. They're not all full, you know, not musical chairs here. And and this is what I love. They're serving tavern-style food with an Indian twist. Oh, really? Oh, very cool. I've actually, you know, unfortunately, I've never been to... North, there's one in Cole Harbor. So there's Battery Park in Dartmouth, yep, which is uh, which they they co-founded, right. uh, and then their their headquarters used to be on Agricola Street. They had this amazing real estate guy, James Collins, this British guy, helped them move I to Cole Harbor. Never heard of him. And no one's did, heard of him. Then did the Timberley deal? No, but seriously, um, yeah, the headquarters is. Uh, Portland Street, I think 899 Portland Street, and uh, yep. Battery Park in Dartmouth, right, right near uh, 2 by C there, yep. is the uh, Battery yeah, Battery Park. Yeah, You've probably been there. 
I uh, I haven't been inside. This is a delicious beer, by the way. I had the Malternate Reality New England IPA. Uh, I had the Pleasant Disposition. Delicious. Yeah, that was delicious. I was I was very good. I I love any local craft beer like that, and these guys seem great. I don't know what this James Collins shifty guy they worked with, but uh, other than that, I think it's 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 great. I'm really happy to hear they're out in Timberley. I think they'll do well out there. Um, it's just always nice to see a local brew uh, a brewery kind of you know expanding, right? You, you see it all the time. It's just just one location sometimes or just one yeah. small little tap room. But to get to their point where now they're having multiple locations, um, I, I'd like to go check that one out. I, I've, I haven't gone to North Brewing before, I'll be honest. I haven't. And it's in Cole well, Harbor. My girlfriend's family's over in Cole Harbor. I know. I think they've probably gone. I've never never been in there, but I'd love to go. We should go to the Timberley one. We, we I'm should talking go. about it right now. Uh, no, but let me tell you why these guys are great, and I'm passionate about this. Yeah. Um, I work with North Brewing clo- very closely, and every single decision these guys make with their locations is based on how can we contribute to the community. Right. So they were, they were an amazing client to work with because when you work with folks trying to find commercial space, they have different motivations and different reasons that they're looking for a location or a certain type of building. But every conversation with North Brewing was, we want to embed ourselves in the community. We want to become uh, a non-downtown community hub, but we want to give and serve the community in the right way. And it was very refreshing for me to work with someone that thought that way. So um, an amazing group of people. And they have also not just got multiple locations and multiple beers, but they have continued expanding their repertoire. So they now have alcoholic seltzer. I can never say that word. Alcoholic alcoholic seltzer. Yeah, you got it. It's my British accent. Yeah, seltzer. Blue nose. Um, Iced tea (laughs) and cider. They also have their own vodka as well. Oh, nice. So talk about diversity. expanding. I like that because I... Like I love, I love beer as much as the next beer lover. I can only have a few before I start to feel a little bloated. I gotta switch to vodka, or switch to a seltzer, or something like that. So I'm really glad to hear that they're having multiple options uh, in that realm. But no, that's very cool. Yeah, and, and the beer is delicious. The locations are, are super, uh, super. Who found the location? Super trendy. This British guy. Yeah, it's British. Yeah, but all you need to know is it's 501 Timberley Village. That's all I need. That's all I need. And you should head there because you can now get an amazing range of drinks and food and uh, just the best people and the most down-to-earth guys. And happy birthday nice. to them celebrating 10 years. Happy birthday. Wow. You ready, Alec? One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. This was not planned. Happy birthday to you. Go high. Happy birthday to Very good. Oh, God, I'm out of breath now. Yeah, I know. I got a little lightheaded from that one. You I, know what? I, that reminded me of a scene from The Office. Um, Michael always does really, the high harmony. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget which uh, birthday it was, but. Uh, that was uh, the episode with Meredith and Creed when they can't decide if they're having the peach cobbler or the. Um, oh, that's one where what? Jim tries to uh, combine. Please birth- everyone by combining birthdays. Yes. And then Michael comes back because he was doing his wilderness thing. That was it. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. I, I like haven't it. eaten for at least three hours. At least three hours. I'm going to fancy this uh, <laughs> pant leg into a headband, which I can use for later. <laughs> then he realizes he needs it again. Anyway, happy birthday, yeah, North Brewing. Birthday, Congrats guys. on the new location. And uh, you you have fueled this podcast, and it's been delicious. Yeah, won't be the last time we enjoy one of your cold ones on one of our podcasts. All right, up next, we have our final segment of the episode, the Reddit Roundup. Reddit Roundup. How are they going 
inconvenience losing their minds over minor inconveniences. This one is for every Scrooge and bar humbug in the city. Bah humbug. I can't stand Christmas, the over commercialization of the birthday of Jesus. Well, Christmas. Christmas is nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing compared to my you ever birthday. The, you ever see the, the Christmas Carol? Is it called a Christmas Carol? Uh, the one in the Neptune where it's a one-man show. You ever watch that? He plays Ebenezer Scrooge and he plays the ghost of Christmas past. He plays everybody in the thing. Really? No, yeah, I, I no. know the story very well. But. Yeah, but there's this one guy. And, and Jenna, I'm sorry. I'm going to call you out here. She really doesn't like it. She thinks it's hilariously dumb. I think it's amazing. I think it's really cool how one guy every year puts on a one-man show. It takes a lot of balls if you ask me i love it i think it's really awesome uh i recommend going honestly and then this this year elf as well but that's ebenezer scrooge the one man show christmas carol he's very good well th that's an interesting th i i last went to the neptune and i should know the name of the show i'll be honest i got free tickets but you um they had three characters played 120 characters or three people played 120 characters that's pretty cool. Over the two hours, as someone and with film and TV background, I find that very cool and interesting. Oh, you would have, you would have, <laughs> you would have liked it. It was in, it was intense and it was very well done. And I did, I actually went and I was thinking, how can these guys play forty characters each and make it convincing? But yeah. it was very well done. Very cool. Uh, before I get into my Reddit post that I made, um, the whole namesake Haligonians losing their minds. I actually saw a post on Reddit about uh, where the name Haligonians comes from. From Halifax, I think. Yes and no, but like yes and no. No and yes. But uh, I don't know if it's true or not. So here's what this guy said. His name was Biscuit Lips. We're Clearly all, his birth name. Yes. I, that's a great name. I'm going to put them in the back pocket. We're all called Haligonians due to an error derived from the mistaken Latin translation of Halifax, F-A-E-X, which means holy hair instead of Halifax, which means, which roughly means secluded spot with rough grass. They took Halig and slapped a Latin suffix on that shit, and that's why we're Haligonians. Someone goes, don't know if that's right, but I hope it is. So to be correct, we're supposed to be Halhonians. And then someone goes, Hal if I know, heh, I hereby move that we shall henceforth be known as Halahoonians. Halahoonians. Halahooligans. Halahooligans. I like that. Anyway, just a small little thing. That, I that's a history lesson. Yeah, not bad. Enough, Did is... you get a chance to look at that Reddit post I made? Yeah, I did. So we planted we planted on Reddit this month. I think Alex should read out verbatim his original post. Yes. I have a um, you have a write out of it for I, me. I, well, I didn't handwrite it, but uh, I did print it. Okay, so my post actually stemmed. So first of all, my name is Crafty Steak seventeen sixty six on Reddit. If you want to look me up, uh, my my post stemmed from I went to Bears like this past weekend with with Jenna, my girlfriend, and uh, I don't think I'll go back there for twenty twenty two, maybe twenty twenty three. Uh, so my question was, wildest Bears Lake Christmas shopping experience? And my little note was, we all know Bears Lake turns into a place less desirable than the running of the bulls in Spain, but we all seem to keep going there during the holiday season. So I want to know your craziest story slash experience. Maybe it was at a store, in the parking lot, and I'm sure there's many of those stories, in a restaurant, Costco, or wherever. So let's hear how wild it got for some people. Well, I'm dumb because I went and printed this off, and... I actually, for some reason, I, I printed off seven copies of the same page. <laughs> so I actually do not have this Reddit thread oh, in front of me. No. So using the magic of audio editing, I'm now going to pause this while I go and find it, and uh, we'll be back. Yeah. I have one here I read that was, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's just, it's not controversial, just crazy. Someone said, their name was Huron Neuron. 
A few years ago, it took me three hours to leave the parking lot of Canadian Tire. People were abandoning abandoning their cars and busing home. Wow. Imagine having to be that desperate. Like, three hours to leave the Canadian Tire parking lot. And you resort to just leaving your car, come back and get all bus home. Screw it. They should start charging by the hour for parking. Imagine how much money they that, would make when oh everyone my. abandoned their cars. Imagine how many tickets, though, people would just park and try and get away with it. And then you call Halifax, the municipality, they'll tell you how to overcharge for parking. Hey, badoons. No, yeah, that that was that was the one that I saw first, which I thought was that was kind of crazy. What do you you got any there? You see, this one is wild. It says uh, it's from human eight three nine seven three eight three seven nine. Says uh, this one time I almost went to Bears Lake at Christmas, but instead went to Izzy's Bagels and ate it in the car <laughs> on the way to Dartmouth Crossing. <laughs> wild day. <laughs> human now, had the right idea. You have so I think one of us needs to read or at least a synopsis of um, black coffee red wines post because it's a very long post but it genuinely is hilarious do, oh, do you want to read it it's great it's uh it, well I'll, I'll do a little sparks note on it like a little quick i, I can i can scan pretty well i'm not good at that stuff pretty you do it? so uh black coffee red wine said uh he's a sack vegas exile also it says he or she uh, so he came back from his shift to find that fedex delivered a board game he ordered from amazon to kent how did that happen? I don't know how how that happens. Delivered it to Kent in uh, in Bears Lake. On the way, it began to pour, like just pour rain, and he only had a hoodie on. Um, he got into Kent, and he got a few things while he was there anyway. So essentially with black coffee, black coffee, red wine, essentially he went to Kent to get that package that Amazon for some reason delivered to Kent. He bought a bunch of things while he was there. Went to the cash register. Boom. He actually spelled it boom. Metal hull of the place clanged like a bell. Thunder. So the boys were joking. Ha, ha, ha. And then boom, snow. And then boom, more thunder. He was like, what the hell? So he's like, okay, I'm cabin home at this point. So now it's a full-on blizzard outside. So he's a full-on blizzard. Thunderstorm blizzard has occurred outside while he's been inside. Buying extra, he bought some succulents and a plunger and stuff and all that crap. Um, Hopefully not to use together. It, well, you never know. Eh? You don't, 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 don't judge. I'm going to shove this down the toilet. Don't judge him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, he was going to pay, and uh, boom, power goes out in the whole store. And um, it was while he was paying. So, and the cashier had no way to confirm if his 200, oh, it was a $200 bill. Yeah. $200 bill. No way to confirm if it went through. Um, so he, he took the stuff anyway, as if to, to know it went through and like assumed it went through. Um, and then the cashier said, wow, what a great deal on those succulents. And he was like, okay, thank you. And then left. Um, he got a cab home. So in, he got a cab home in the cab ride. He says that the, the weather was perfectly fine. The plows had cleared and it was like bears, Bears Lake was on a different planet. And which I'm like, dude, how much time did you spend in Kent? You you got to Kent, there was no snowstorm. And by the time you left Kent, one had happened and it was now roads were clear. We all know how long it takes to clear the roads around here. I don't know how true that story is. Um, anyways, a few days later, he noticed his credit card bill uh, was double billed. So he not only was he charged, he was charged twice for it. Oh, be an Eastlink customer. You'll get double charge every month. And then they'll say, uh, it could take 45 to 60 days to reverse the I charge. I am an Eastlink customer. I don't oh, check enough. You don't pay your bill? They always say, if you think nobody cares about you, stop paying your bills. Then everyone sends you letters. Jeez, I got to look into that. So sorry, where are we going here with black coffee, red uh, wine? It, it, you know what? Essentially, he... 
I think the craziest part's the start. The Amazon package got delivered to Kent. I think it sounds like he lived nearby because he walked there and then in a hoodie. And then it started pouring as he was walking, went in, did his thing, decided, oh, I'm just going to buy a bunch of other shit. It's raining. It's pouring. The Amazon delivery guy is snoring. snoring. I like that. You like that? It was quick. That was good. You thought it off the cuff. That was really good. I did. That's impressive. So he's in there. He he has a bunch of crap and thunder. I mean, I think he over-exaggerates a little bit. I mean, thunder and rain is what it is. I would say black coffee, red wine is an exaggeration. But I'd say the power going out mid-transaction is kind of funny. Like, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, Enough to know where the cashier is like, I don't know. I don't know if it went through, but take your stuff and figure it out. The Irving family, thank you for the double payment. Ah, very good. And it was so double payment. I don't know if he ever got it sorted out. He never really said anything about uh, a, he tried to call the accountant and and he rectified it after Christmas. Um, tried, to, <laughs> tried to joke with, Jenna, you're going to hate this one, but I got to say it. Tried to joke with her about the experience I had in Bear's Leg, but you know, dot, 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 accountants. Oh yeah! Boom! That's a burn. It's actually Jenna CPA. Jenna, Jenna McClellan CPA. Yes. You can't say Jenna. I can't even when I address her. I have to say CPA. If I don't, that's disrespectful, right? I'm gonna just you know. So that's that's the story from Black. What's his name? Black coffee, red, red wine. wine. That sounds like a good Saturday night. I mean, it could have been said in fewer words, but it was overall quite entertaining. It took a long time. Do you read any other ones you got there? No, you, your phone looks um, like it's... Uh, yeah, no, there. I'm good. You know, after my little printing error here. Uh, then there were some other funny ones. Somebody said, One time I drove in, got what I needed, and left in the span of 10 minutes. Rare. Very rare. I like... That well, even- I was in Bears like a few months ago, and there was a, there was a clear... Um, what do they call them? Crash for cash scam going on. Do you know what the crash for cash thing is? It's when somebody rearranges you or jumps in front of your car. Oh, I've seen videos of that. In order to get the insurance claim, yeah, right? Uh, oh, yeah, be like me. I have a dash cam on the front and back of a car, so you will not succeed. Yeah. You will not succeed with me, Alec, next time you try to jump in front of my car and sue me. <laughs> um, but we were in Bears Lake. Anyway, this woman had had like rear-ended so, or, or slammed the brakes on and they'd rear-ended her, and they were fighting on the side of the road. So my wife and I go shopping, This and we come back about an hour and a half later, and the woman is in a different place with the same thing happening. Oh, my God. Pathetic. Yeah. Come on. And it's a real big problem in the UK where I came from. People literally throw themselves in front of cars and, and take get injuries in order to sue off the insurance policy. I see videos where people will fake it, fake the injury and everything, and then the guy who guy or girl who hits them will go, there's literally a CCTV right there. You you know you got caught. And then they get up and walk away. And they walk they, away. They know you got caught. The key to it all is to buy a dash cam. Yeah. You got a dash cam, yeah? Two dash cams. Two dash cams. I have one in the front and I have one in the rear. You always, and I mean the dash cam. You usually always have one in the front and the rear. I Definitely do. the rear. Um, Hotspot parking, 15 minutes left. Um, we better I, wrap this podcast up so you don't get... I, I have to go to a, a team thing for, for hockey too. Um, one thing I did read, uh, someone walked from Bears Lake with a 65-inch TV and used the TV as a box as shelter from the wind and the snow on the walk. Um, subtle flex that you bought a 65-inch TV. Stolen. Yeah, oh, someone just just a little kick to the knees and grab the TV and go. That wouldn't be too hard. Not, I don't have experience with that. I'm just saying it wouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah, I, I like as he perfectly talks about the hypothetical way a TV could be yeah. stolen and reminds us he's never done it. You need, you need four people. You need <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff. And the, uh, be, the best route from Bayers Lake is... Uh, yeah, here's how you want to exit. There's, some, there's a trail in the back. You want to go that way. You're going to want a sled too if you can and some snowshoes. Um, no, we went... You know, Bears Lake's crazy. In summary, Bears Lake is nuts. And... 
Christmas time in general brings out the worst of the worst in terms of drivers. Those who don't drive all year that have to drive at Christmas time, that's when they come out is at Christmas time. And they go to Bears Lake. We went to Bears Lake the other day, and we knew it was going to be busy, but we went to Costco, which I'm not a huge fan of going to Costco. I love the deals. I just don't like going in. Jenna loves it. I wish I, I, wish I didn't have to go as well, but I do. Can you still eat your way around? Because years ago, there used to be free samples everywhere. There is, place. but it's always weird. There was free samples of hand cream. Come and have us. Come and have our sneezed on cheese slices. Literally. And that kind of thing. They yeah. had hand cream the other day as a, as a free sample. I'm like, come on. Where's the, where's the, where's the uh, what do you call them? The little glizzies, little hot dogs rolled up. Well, I want the pizza uh, roll up. Sort of thing going on here. But um, yeah, we went to Bears Lake. And at one point, I got into like a, a full-on Western standoff with three other cart drivers in the clothing section because Jenna's like, oh, hold the cart while I go look at clothes. I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be fun. And I'm standing there, one person there, one person there, one person there, like an intersection, and no one wanted to move. This aisle ain't big and enough for the three of us. Exactly. Four of us, technically. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I'm like, this is terrible. And then so we had two things in our cart. We had a robe and batteries, and we were driving along in the cart. <laughs> what were you up to? Uh, hey, it was Anyways, robe and the batteries and some uh, and a, a, a big plush of Yoda. Anyway, so we were both. <laughs> oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> now it's all coming together. Now you have put the pen to together. Now it's coming together. And then Jenna looks at me and she goes, I'm about to do something I've never done. And I hope you never forget it. And she just launches the cart down a random aisle and says, we're leaving. And I was like, no way. She's like, this is insane. Because the line like wrapped all the way down, wrapped around the meat. It wrapped all the way. We should have done that as insane as the crane. Yeah, that was definitely insane. We I, heard about this CPA that launched a rogue <laughs> shopping cart. <laughs> She's in danger of losing her CPA license for launching the rogue uh, shopping cart. Article 14.1 is that licensees <laughs> will remain responsible for shopping carts. Once in- you enter Costco, you <laughs> must exit with your items and pay. Uh, no, it was great. We left, but then we went right to Dartmouth Crossing. And, I mean, it was busy, but it was doable. It was fine. Went to multiple stores. Uh, we didn't go to Costco. There. We didn't bother dealing with that beast again. But uh, even like that person said, they went to Izzy's Bagels and then to Dartmouth Crossing and got their stuff and was done. Wild day. And, and Dartmouth Crossing, I think, is just better for that. I think I just don't like retailing. I don't like our retail developments in HRM. No. And then Bears Lake is just, oh, she's, it's, it's, yeah, it's not fun. And I, I won't go back there. Um, you know, I do some work out in that area, but that's during the work day. It's not as crazy out there. Um, during that time. Um, but uh, yeah, that was my Reddit round. I wish I, I, I posted that, I think, yesterday or the day before, so I didn't get as much action as I wanted to. Um, I wish I would have got more action, but uh, it's the way it is. Maybe you'll get some more action next month. Talking of next month, we will be bringing everybody into the studio, as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be bringing some games. And oh. I have a surprise for, for Alec and everyone coming that you will potentially like. Really? I have a surprise too. I'm not buying you. Just to be set this up, I'm not buying you anything. You I'm not giving you a gift. You're going to buy me anything. Give me but a I gift. have something for you. That's okay. I'm always happy when you have something for me. Oh, I have something for you. You got something for me. I got right. something for you, Alec. I'll take it. Um, yeah, no, I, I have a little surprise just bring too. bring the Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will bring the Yoda. Um, yeah, I have a little surprise too. Only thing is it might not be ready by uh, by December 1st, which is hopefully when we're going to film. It's okay if it isn't. Uh, we'll do it another time. But uh, anyways, I'm looking forward to that episode. Bringing bring the, the wife slash, uh, what, Jenna, the common law partner is what I could call her. Um, I, before I was married, because I had to make a residency application to Canada, I designated uh, Jen as my common law spouse because mm-hmm. we met the definition. Yeah, we so, do too. Yeah. That's right. That'll be a fun one. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go somewhere before. We'll come in here. 
Get a good episode going. We've got our redhead realtor hats on right now. We've got our baseball caps, thanks to Mr. Landers. He was a great guest, yeah. and I think this was a good, this was a good episode. This is a good we've, episode. We've kept it a little, I think, maybe a little calmer than usual. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll listen to the edit. Yeah, we'll see what happens, and we'll see what Bill thinks. And then well. this is the issue with this, is sometimes I come away from the studio, and I think, wow, that was a quite a sensible episode. Then I listen to what we actually said, and then sometimes I leave, and I'm driving back, and I think, oh, you know, we can we can get rid of that in the edit, but I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I offended you know, someone. And it's fine. It's fine. You know what's funny? Sometimes I don't even th- I don't even listen to the edit. Sometimes I'll be totally honest. I let you listen to it and Bill for anything like bad to come up. And I'm like, you know what? I said what I said. And if if you got if 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 Bill if Cushman and Wakefield is okay with it being in there, I'm okay with what I've said. Like you know what I mean. So and I don't like listening to myself a ton either. Um, it's just why like sometimes I don't even listen to the podcast when it finally goes out. I listen to like certain parts of it, not my voice. Because I just I find like you got you've got a you got a nice voice really yeah. I I listen just to your voice thank you thank you very I, much that's all I do you just cut you you ask for an edit from BNV I do just I say, my voice can you send me the cranny cut <laughs> the cranny cut and it's just, <laughs> just me the whole time that. and my and my like my weird noises yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> can you send me the cranny cut and a box of Kleenex uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hang on, right. yeah that's just the emotions are just just crying no I know yeah 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 crying tear uh, I'm not gonna go any further there uh, episode eight that was great uh, very good some good uh, insane as a crane topic nice to hear about a business that's expanding it's always great to hear uh in the city and someone you know uh reddit roundup that was that was decent um and mr lander that was incredible great great vest uh great guest great guest redhead realtor uh, we got some cool hats out of it. I, I like these i like those like the city um, line there it's actually halifax like it you is can see the purdy's towers there that's very cool I, I like think that. if you go on Instagram for um, for this podcast or, or BNV Media, what what is our pod, What is our? Uh, I don't use Instagram anymore. What's our Instagram handle? Uh, it's just matter. I think it's just matter of facts podcast. Okay, you you can see Dylan the redhead realtor caps. I think Alec and I need to get some. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But these are pretty well done. Anyways, thank you everybody for tuning in to episode eight of the Matter you of Facts. Tuning podcast. in. You know, no one's tuned into anything on a radio for about fifty years. No one's tuned in. Well, they click That's it, true. don't they? Yeah. Remember when they used to say, oh, you'd listen to all the old radio things and they go, don't adjust your dial. We'll be right back. When I was a kid, my parents used to have a radio and uh, you would literally turn the dial and you'd have uh, the, the station and then you'd have all that white noise in the middle. So it would mm. be like, and the, the the beautiful red roses of the English country. <laughs> you know, you just go between the stations with right. the white noise. Um, so why do we say tune in? I don't know. But thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, guys, um, guys and gals. Um, we are looking forward to our next episode, which we are actually filming not too long from now. Usually, it's a bigger bit of a bigger gap, but we got to get it in with the Christmas season coming up. You got to get it in with the Christmas season you, coming up. Yeah, you, you, during the Christmas season, you have not, you know it's got to go in. Um, all right, looking forward to it. Next episode, tune in. Um, thanks again to all of our listeners, downloaders. If you have any comments or suggestions, what is it? Halifax podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Ba-dooms. We have had two emails to date. So as oh, my uncle and your brother, Oh, one email, uh, sorry, <laughs> one email, one, yeah, two reviews and one email. Ah, yes. But he wants to come on by the way, my uncle, we're going to, we're going to, he's going to fly in. He's going to fly in just to be on the episode. He said, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. So we'll get him in at some point in the new year. He said, tell him to give it to, to give us his receipts for his flight in his hotel and we won't pay them. We're just going to rip them up. Just so you guys have to look at them. Very good. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you next month.